You are listening to Down Goes Frazier, where we talk about the latest news in combat sports, ranging from MMA, pro wrestling, and professional boxing, and everything in between. You know, people get hit with twisted tea cans. We talk about it on this show, too. <laughs> I'm your host, Jason Frazier, and alongside me, because I know it's been debated, and I, I don't know why, but I want to make sure people know my co-host, Jeremy Johnson, here on Down Goes Frazier. Well, Thank you very much. You know, I, I have been asked if I was your loyalty, your sidekick, your comedic relief, you know, the, the basically the yin to your yang there. So uh, thank you for recognizing here as we, we get ready to end 2020. New year, new new show. No, I, I, I don't know. I always, like I said, I've always thought of you as equal. Like I never thought of like any. Uh, so I just want to address that for people who think otherwise. I thought we would. Is an equal tag team partner. We're not the Rockers here. We don't have. I know they may go over Jeremy's. Uh, Jeremy's not ready for that pro wrestling reference, but it's like an equal thing, like street profits. We both are relevant. Well, I appreciate <laughs> that. And you, you got to give me as as we start here our twenty twenty wrap up show. You got to give me credit that I want to say in twenty twenty came way more knowledgeable in the sport of pro wrestling than I have ever. In my entire life, I, this this year, I think so. And even before the pandemic, you went to a couple wrestling events. You know, it, it, you had turned over a new leaf. That was a new thing for you this year. Yeah, I, I, I'm very proud to say that you had. And I've given you two compliments before we. This is this is unusual too for this show. <laughs> this really is. Yeah, I was like, we we started off in a in a good boat um for uh 2020 but now you went to a couple wrestling events picked up on some knowledge there and pro wrestling but um you had a lot of there's a lot of downtime too there's a lot of time for you to catch a lot because wrestling mma boxing were one of the few things that kept you know really going in this in this uh in this strange year oh absolutely i think that the fact that mixed martial arts was the first sport to come back was was giant for the sport itself. It gave an audience who was looking for something, for anything, them this new world of, oh, my God, these guys are in a cage and they punch each other in the face. This is pretty cool. And it worked better, or it worked without the fans. I don't want to say better, but it worked without the fans. It uh, it was very cool to, to hear it. It was just crazy. So, yeah, and, I, and I agree with you kind of going in. I know we've talked about that before, but, like, MMA is the one sport in this whole pandemic because I watched everything from football to baseball to hockey that I did not really miss. I didn't miss the fans as much as in the audience. You know, it. of course, I'll be happy to go back to events. I'll be happy when fans can go back to MMA events, but it did not like it didn't throw me off as much as it did in other sports or other industries that have where, you know, you de- depend on crowd participation. Right. Yeah, it, it was there was a lot to it that made it kind of cool. So what was your biggest one that you think of whenever MMA came back, that was the biggest change that you thought was good. Uh, biggest change I thought was good. Like, well, I don't know if it's the biggest change I thought was good, but like the, the, the thing that stuck out to me the most was corners and commentators had to find different ways to communicate because there was no crowd noise to block out. Fights. Like, I remember, you know, Daniel Cormier during the early part of the pandemic, he was talking and the fighter basically was in the cage and said, yeah, I heard you. And they acknowledged that he, you know, said something about what he should do, what they should do differently in the fight. He's like, thanks for this. 
So I'm like, that kind of, you know, for me, and it was kind of humorous, but also like, okay, now fire's going to have to adapt or, you know, commentators have to adapt. And you were, you had that whole nuance too that was thrown in, but just seeing the way that guys got opportunities and some guys who actually relish those opportunities and thrived, like, you know, Kevin Holland, you know, a guy who was not really on the radar before 2020, but put himself on the radar because he kept showing up to fight Island, kept showing up to Vegas, kept being able to make fights, kept being able to, to stay healthy and not get COVID or knowing this corner, get COVID where they had to take him for a fight. That was a new way that that guys got opportunities that maybe in the past not gotten those opportunities. Oh, absolutely. And I think, you know, my biggest one in that is the, the opportunities that arose for people who stayed ready. Um, you know, the, the one of the biggest ones I think that we're going to see that come out of this, and I think we'll probably talk about this later in the uh, the, the biggest moments, is Joaquin Buckley. Uh, St. Louis's own Joaquin Buckley. I mean, he stayed ready, took a fight on short notice, got himself into the UFC, and now he's, you know, three fights and two bonuses in in a year. I mean, that's incredible. Definitely incredible for him. And, you know, it, it, the, the ceiling is only going to be so much more. I know that, you know, one of our other guests, James Krause, who's on this show in 2020, 20- uh, who also had a good year. Um, he may have something to say about, you know, what Joaquin does in his next fight. And if that, uh, that's against him, that, that momentum continues. But, you know, you go, you do look at a guy like Joaquin Buckley, who, and we you know we talk about Kevin Holland. That's exactly the fight that got, he, you know, he had three fights and I know he won two and by spectacular, but the Kevin Holland fight he had, he, he took on short notice was the fight. That got him like UFC's like, hey, maybe we should give this guy another shot. He did well against Kevin Holland on short notice. Let's give him another chance to prove himself. And he did. So that right there just shows you, like, be ready this year. Be ready in 2020. And guys were, and they were able to put their name in the ranks and keep climbing. And I think that that's going to be the the run of 2021, is that guys have got to stay ready. There is going to still be, let's face it, you know, no matter how much we want it to go away, COVID is going to be here. Um, the lockdown is still going to be for a while. And so guys need to be ready to go. And I think that if they can stay that way, there's going to be some new guys who find opportunities that they may have before. So, yeah, yeah, I think so. Like you said, you got to look at there's certain guys. And we talked about this a little bit in the last episode that, you know, UFC may look to get rid of some of those heavy contracts because, Unfortunately, like you just said, COVID is going to continue. There's no fan. So you're not really looking at fan capital. Some guy to bring in a number of his crew or somebody who's a hometown hero in one market that, you know, is making so much per fight. The business side of things may keep those guys out or may cut them completely out of the You can look at some of these new up and coming guys look to try to build. You're looking at especially a middleweight division with our son getting a shot at light heavyweight now. If he wins that title and becomes one of your favorite things, a champ champ, where does, <laughs> exactly. that, where does that leave the middleweight division? Guys who have, you know, start climbing, building their name up there, they're going to get an opportunity for that title sooner than pro- they probably expected. So you got to be ready in all those divisions and right now. And I think that, you know, Connor coming back, you know, that's going to spark some interest. I know guys want to get on that. Everybody always wants to get in the Connor card. So it's well, kind of fighting once or money's twice. gigantic. Yeah. I mean, that's a gigantic payday. Is he fighting once or twice this year? What do you think? Uh, I think he does 
once. I don't think he does twice. So you think January is it? We're done. <laughs> I, I think I think January we have had our Connor fill, and then I think that he goes and he does some kind of whacked out boxing thing and makes another fifty hundred million dollars, and you know, still is Connor McGregor. So, speaking of thriving in different opportunities, whacked out boxing, as you put it, it was thriving. That's one of the things in combat sports we talked about a lot this year. And I won't say necessarily all whack because, you know, we talk about Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. I never put those guys in a whacked out boxing category because those are legends. But on that same card they, they were featured on, you had, I know boxing purists, I know people are going to be mad at me for saying this, but if you ask people, mm-hmm. the mainstream, the everyday person included, what's the boxing <sighs> moment that sticks out for them this year? What are they going to say? They're gonna say that Jake Paul versus the the basketball guy. I mean, it's it and it hurts me. Um, so, oh God, I hate to even talk about this because it gives him publicity. Um, the thing that gets me with this is that it's just so silly still that these kids who you know owe hundred thousand dollars worth of Pokemon cards on YouTube are in combat sports now. I mean. It's not real. It can't be real. This is, to me, it, this is like a side effect. This is like losing your taste of COVID is, is the Jake <laughs> Paul, Logan Paul. You know, that's that is. It's, it's another side effect of COVID. I, I don't know, man. I think people are going to be interested. Remember back in the day, um, they did do, like, celebrity boxing. They used to come on, like, they had, like, Jose Canseco against somebody. They used to do, it was, like, on channel. It was, on, it was a, like, a little short-lived thing. This is kind of what this is. It's just revamped. But it's you know? not. It's not, though. It's, this is, that was comedy. That was, it was, it was a spectacle of people who didn't know how to fight. Now, the boxer, or I'm sorry, the basketball player, Nate, what's his name? Nate, Nate Robinson. Nate Robinson. It, he, number one, you ever seen a, a, a fight on a basketball court? Come on, for real. Um, number two, it, if he's going to call out real fighters, as far as the Jake Paul, Logan Paul guys, if they're going to call out real fighters, then it's much different than what it was. And if they're going to do those kind, then let's stick to the pay-per-view where it was, you know, Logan Paul versus the rapper kid or whatever it was from England, the video gamer guy. And (laughs) let's call it, you know, I mean, whatever they are. You know, let's call it that. Let's let the teens and, you know, the 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 little, you know, Gen Zers or whatever the heck they call us, watch that stuff and leave the real combat sports to us. And, Jason, I'm going to even throw in pro wrestling into that because I don't even think pro wrestling deserves Jake Paul. Oh, they'll take him. Oh, they would. Vince McMahon, <laughs> I bet. Vince McMahon would take that in a heartbeat right now. Well, that's sad, but it states a lot about that, you know, particular... I mean, that, but, I mean, yeah, but that's what WrestleMania was built upon. Like, I always, like, you know, I have to tell people to calm down sometimes when they're like, all these celebrities are involved and they're doing this. Because Shaq, like, he was going to be involved in, like, AEW angle. And then that kind of fell through. Uh, it looks like it's going to fall through. But, like, you know, WrestleMania 1, the main event for WrestleMania 1 was Hulk Hogan and Mr. T versus Roddy Piper. And Mr. Wonderful Paul Arndor. That was the main event with Muhammad Ali as a special guest referee. So these are the things that like 
they've figured out how to get the pro wrestling appeal to boxing where now you have these matchups and they, you know, promote them like they're, you know, these guys hate each other. Like Floyd Mayweather against Logan Paul. I can't wait. It's, it's, you know, it's the top of my calendar. Cannot wait for that to happen because I think that Floyd's going to knock him out because he's going to get revenge for Nate Robinson. He's going to be extra motivated. This is not an exhibition for Floyd. Just, it's going to be the same way the exhibition was in Japan he had against the guy in uh, Rising. Same well, that, way. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, was, that was something. Um, I know that the difference with this is, is that, number one, Logan Paul is a whole lot bigger. I mean, Logan Paul is 185 pounds. You know, Floyd's 150 soaking wet. Um, so I think that the exhibition end of it, it's, it's still, I mean, Floyd is the greatest boxer that has ever lived, plain and simple. He is the greatest counter-punching boxer that has ever lived. Um, there isn't even a contest. Everyone out there who says that, you know, Logan Paul has a chance in this is an idiot. Come at me. I'm telling you, you're an idiot. Plain and simple. Send it to me at MMA Jeremy J on, uh, on Snapchat. Send it to me on Twitter at, you know, MMA Jeremy. I don't care. Um, but there is no reason for Floyd Mayweather to fight that other than money. And I'm okay with that, but let's not make this something that it isn't. This is not a boxing match. This is a dumb spectacle. Oh, I mean, I, I, I buy it. I know some you love the, it. I know you love this, it. The, I mean, I'm a wrestling fan. So it's spectacles. That's what wrestling is. Wrestling is designed to be, you know, a spectacle. They look for the biggest match that makes the most sense, whether it's, you know, I remember I was the other day with uh, my son said, hey, daddy, I want to see something with Brock Lesnar. So I went to the network and I found Brock Lesnar Goldberg from 2016. Everybody in the world, including me, including most people, knew this is not going to be a five-star 60-minute wrestling match. We knew what it was. We knew it was going to be two guys, you know, big, big dudes who have a little bit of history together. We're going to, you know, get you soaked in. All the stuff is going to happen before the match. You know, you were going to get everything you wanted for the walkouts. For the announcement, but time that match it, and guess how long the match was? Two minutes, not even two minutes, a minute and forty-eight seconds, and I was happy. Oh. <laughs> I was content because the spectacle had happened. So that's why I say I get it. That's why these things don't bother me like they bother people. I enjoy all combat sports for different reasons, and this puts all combat sports in the same light when they have these celebrity boxing events. So one thing twenty twenty gave us. They gave us another way to enjoy spectacles in combat sports with boxing. I'm here for it all year long. Let it keep. Let it keep on. On continue. Well, Jason, you uh, you you keep those right along with you, along with the pro wrestling. Because, like I said, even I can take pro wrestling a little bit better now, but not the spectacle of boxing. So this, though. You know, we've talked all about the awards and things that we want to do this year, and I want to get into the first one because it kind of wraps into what we were talking about here. And that is, what would you consider the top, for lack of a better term, holy shit moments of the year? What would be your choices? Oh, man. Well, because I, I know you're going to go stick to MSA. I'm going to play to the wrestling crowd a little bit here right now. My big holy shit moment was, was Roman Reigns finally turning heel. Finally. After, like, the fans have been demanding it for, like, I mean, 
God knows how long. And he's actually really, really good at it, which is like makes it even worse. Like, WWE, you were sitting in this hidden gym and you didn't let it happen all these years. He's really, really good at doing it. So that's kind of one of my things when that happened and it finally did in 2020. I think I was just as shocked as anyone. Interesting. All right. So I'm going to go with one of my holy shit moments of the year. And I hate to say it, but it's coming to uh, the pro wrestling world. And that is the uh, the crossover from AEW and Impact there. That was a big thing. Brandon Tully broke into our, our broadcast and even talked about it. That's a big one to see cross promotions. Oh, I just had another one. You actually mentioned a wrestling moment as one of your moments of the holy shit moments. I, <laughs> I, think, I think that's going to be that. That threw me for a loop. I was sitting there like, hold on. He didn't go. The MMA route. I was like, I thought I was saving that for you. I know. I'm telling you, that is one of my bigger ones in, in this, in our genre that we talk about here on this show. Now in the MMA world my biggest one i think this year has been the turnover of the greats and i know that that sounds kind of weird but this was my holy shit moment is that we we saw the downfall of guys like anderson silva and it was amazing to me that these guys came back for fights in 2020 um you know guys like bj penn should have never been out there anymore and now we're, we're still seeing, you know, then we saw the end, like I said, of Anderson Silva here recently. And that to me is what has been the biggest is that all of these, my, my heroes that I remember watching back when I first started watching MMA in, you know, 2000 and 2001 and watching these guys come up and watching BJ Penn, the prodigy win these, you know, the bills and things like that. And yet it's, it's, it's just crazy to see these guys ending their careers now on such a low note, you know? Yeah, I think, yeah. But it, here's this, and, and another sense of kind of going to boxing end in this. Another moment for this year that was kind of like, oh, man, that really happened was uh, seeing Mike Tyson return to the boxing ring. That's something I don't think anybody even knows. I know we talk about that. I don't think a lot of people expected that. That wasn't something that wasn't... If you said that was going to happen at the beginning of 2020, people would look at you like, yeah, right, Mike's not doing any boxing. His days are done. And actually, becoming another thing for Mike, becoming a great podcast host. That was another thing in 2020. I, like, dude was like a counselor to like little Boosie. That was like one of my other moments. I'm like, man, this is actually happening right now. That Yeah, it, it, and he's good at it. That's what gets me. It's like engaging. It's good content. I was amazed that Mike Tyson had that in him. And I don't mean that in any disrespect, but, you know, everybody's always made jokes of, of his, you know, his speech and that kind of thing. He's very good. I haven't heard it. Go check it out. Yes. And I, I would say that's another one. Um, another way going stick, sticking to boxing, too, for me, is what happened. It was before the pandemic, so a lot of people forget about it. But seeing... Tyson Fury, Tyson Fury dominate Deontay Wilder was another one for me. Like that was crazy because you know Ty, they both were built up as a, the invincibility, and you know after that fight, there was so many doubts, and there still is because he hasn't fought since then about what's Deontay Wilder's career going to be now. Because right now he was supposed to be the guy to bring heavyweights back, you know, for you know American heavyweights to bring back the division and bring back the acclaim, and now his career went to such you know kind of a 
oh, well, maybe he's not that great, you know, from some people. And and that, that kind of was another whole month for me, early part of 2020. Yeah, completely. Um, and I think that that would have been kind of the saving grace of the heavyweight division to see that play out yet again. Um, of course, COVID shut all that down. You know, it's it, it will be interesting to see if it plays out in 2021. There has been some rumbling starting again, but that's about it. So, But let us know what you guys think. Check us out on Twitter, at DGF Combat Sports. I put out there already... What is your biggest WTF moment, MMA, boxing, and pro wrestling in 2020? So let us know on Twitter. Oh, but we, we forgot, you know, there's there's so many. We talk about the Wilder, knock, you know, Wilder getting technically the tech TKO. So let's go to our knockouts of the year. What would, I know we probably have the same one because we already talked about the guy. You know, you're right. It is. And I think it's going to be everybody's knockout of the year. And that is Joaquin Buckley and the ninja kick heard around the world. That is my call for KO. No one saw it coming. It literally made it to every outlet of sports. It made Joaquin Buckley a household name. I mean, literally, it jumped his Twitter by 100,000 followers in like four days. And it, it was the, I think, defining moment of MMA this year. Yeah, I, I think that is... Um... Definitely was the knockout of the year. Probably one of the be- the more high real like knockouts I've probably seen in my lifetime um, that I can call from you know especially in 2020. There's one guy that gave him the running and put kind of put before probably two weeks ago. I said this is a surefire, you know, this is an easy knockout of the year. But Jeremy, somebody has put him put gave Mister Buckley a run for his money, and I don't have the name for this gentleman but he he hails from El 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 Yara, Ohio. Um <laughs> okay. And this you know was in line minding his own business before some guy tried to you know drop a few oh. slayers. <laughs> and the the, know, the literal opening of a can of whoop ass in the middle of the store. Yes. And very flipping well deserved at that. Yeah, so like I don't know, you know, Buckley and I know it didn't happen in an official fight, but man, that has got to be in the running for 2020 knockout of the year. I wish I would have some Twisted T stock right now because he put on the map. I didn't even think, I've never thought about Twisted T so much in my life until the, the couple weeks ago. Well, the thing that gets me with it is that the takedown after the hit, like he had some pretty legit takedown skills of the skinny little guy causing trouble who, but I, I got to tell you, the big, Biggest shout out in that video goes to the camera woman. She never got off the action. She didn't talk too much through it. All she did basically at the end was like, yep, he deserved that. And that was amazing. I mean, we got everything that we needed. No jumpy camera angles. That, ladies and gentlemen, is how you make a viral video. Keep the camera still and always remember, hold it horizontally. Awesome. So I got I got something. Tell me. Got an idea. You got a can of twisted tea? No, no. I had a can of Monster Energy right here, the, the ultraviolet kind, but I don't feel like smacking anybody. Um, <laughs> but I do feel like marketing and promoting the event. So Jake Paul still needs an opponent, right? Oh. Hey, oh. You, get where, you see where I'm going? Jake oh. Paul needs an opponent. So you know what? You know who to call. 
find out the guy who was in the, it, he was in the supermarket in Ohio, Ohio. Check him out. Find him out. Jake Paul. They, they match up well, looks like, from the content oh. of the video. Jake Paul versus the Twisted T guy. I love this. I love this idea. Yeah, see? These, these what some people call garbage boxing ideas. <laughs> Give you a new wrinkle. Put that on the undercard. Sell some more views. Or sell some more pay-per-views. You got it. That's what I want to see for 2021. Now, I do have one other that I want to throw out there, though, for knockout of the year. And it goes back a little ways, uh, back to uh, UFC 250. And that was Cody Garbrandt's huge, huge hook that just took out, um, what is his name, Rafael Asuza? Yeah. Remember what I'm talking about? Yeah. That fight where he just stood there and straight up gangster punched him and old boy hit the mat like there was no tomorrow. That's another one that I think people kind of forgot about, but really does stick out in my brain um, as a, a massive, massive KO by that right hook. Um, you know, Francis Sagan, had a great one. Um, I mean, there, there were a bunch out there, you know, it, but still, if you want to get really crazy, let's talk about Conor McGregor and the shoulder TKO of I, Donald Cowboy Cerrone with the head kick, the punches, and the shoulders. I, I mean, crazy. Yeah, the, like, you know, even though Stephen A. tried to discredit, uh, <laughs> he's just, I remember the, I remember that thing during that time, but yeah, that was an impressive knockout, too. I said, you you can't forget about Conor, his one time that he fought in uh, 2019, and you said he'll have one time again, but there was a lot of good knockouts. Even, uh, you know, Francis Ngannou was always, that he had a nice knockout against Rosenstruck back in, um, I think that was UFC. Was it two four? It, it was in. I know it was pandemic wise. So it was like two forty nine. USA two forty nine. I believe. I believe um, so. That that was another one that you had there. So there was a lot of good big knockouts. But I think what makes Buckley stand out is it's so unusual. That's not something like I don't think we're gonna see again. I've only seen, I've only seen that executed. Here we go to pro wrestling. Jeff Hardy is the only person I've ever seen execute that in a pro wrestling ring. Like, you know, this is like a, because it's scripted. So, yeah, there's the only time I ever expect to see that kick executed again. Well, yeah, I said, you know, the only, and I've said it, you know, from the time, the only time I've ever seen that kick was in the gym when Joaquin Buckley was doing it to a bag. So, I mean, yeah, it's, it was crazy. And I definitely, that would take my KO of the year, but there were a lot of good ones in 2020. Now, the other thing that we, we really kind of saw this year is a lot of, of stars rose to the top. So who would be your call for male combat sports star of the year? Oh, man, this is this is a tough one because, I mean, if you go anywhere beyond style bender for UFC is going to be hard. You know, when you talk about MMA, because he just nope. has such an impressive. Nope, not a chance. Continue. Yeah, I was, I was like, I don't. I'm, I'm, I'm going to talk smack on this one all day long to you. Then go ahead. Oh, oh what? what? You, you don't got style bender up there? Not in the least. Nope, nope. Oh, not what? even at the top three. What? Yep. Who, are you, who are you going with? If you don't got style bender up there. I will tell you, my vote for male combat sports star athlete of the year is down goes Frazier alum guest James Krause. James Krause put on a show this year 
I mean, we're talking from the step up in weight class to the taking the fights on 24 hours notice. Yep, just get me to Fight Island. I got this. No problem. Um, that, to me, is what being a star is all about, to stand up, step up, and win. I mean, he has won. And then let's throw in all of the shit talking that's been happening with Joaquin Buckley. And, you know, right here on the show, I mean, we got the text messages, the exclusive. We got the, the, the Down Goes Frazier exclusive. You want to go back in that episode, visit those archives. But I mean, literally to the point that like it that was used on other, you know, national broadcasts that he, you know, outed it on an iHeartRadio podcast. I mean, it was us, you know, mm-hmm. so I definitely say, I mean, you can go Stylebender all you want, but James Krause is my uh, male combat sports star of the year. Playing with the heartstrings now, man. You know, I, I'm a big <laughs> fan of James. I, he's always been good to us on the show. I always want to see him in person. So I'm like. Man, pulling on the heartstrings there. So, yeah, I, I can go with that, too. And, like, you mentioned you taking the fights on short notice and any being what in, in different weight classes. So it's not, not just like, yeah, I can only take the ones you give me at, you know, 185 or 160. Dude, just tra- wait, any weight class, he will travel. It doesn't matter. It's, it's, it's go time. So, yeah, I can, I, can give, I can be on that board, too. If... Boxing's kind of tough because there's a lot of guys who had some good years there too. You look at Ryan Garcia, you can look at Bud Crawford, um, Tank Davis, a lot of guys in that realm that you can put in the running for that award. Pro wrestling, I think it's pretty cut and dry who that one is. I think that's Drew McIntyre all the way. Um, and it was an impressive time. It kind of sucked for him because you got to think about usually every year I go to WrestleMania. Didn't go this year because there was no WrestleMania. I was going to say because there wasn't. <laughs> there was no WrestleMania. So you got to look at a guy who basically was was deemed as like the chosen one when he first got there. Got fired. Got let go. Like, yeah, you, you're not the, you don't got the goods. We're not going to be able to do anything with you. Um, come back when you get seasoning to then coming back. Winning a title, but having to win it in a time where there is no fans, there's no WrestleMania moment, but also being able to try to move the company forward. Um, that's impressive in its own of what he had to accomplish in the, the year he had to accomplish. So there's a lot of guys, but mine is Stylebender. I know you, I know you gave me a good argument there, but I, I still have to go with Stylebender for uh, number one this year. Well, let's put it out on Twitter at DGF Combat Sport. Who is the biggest MMA male star of 2020? Is it Stylebender or is it James Krause? Let us know on Twitter. Give us your thoughts. Uh, so, you know, with that then, Jason, let's move on to the women because there was a lot of big women's fights this year. Um, you know, I'm talking some of the best. Uh, Zhang Whaley and Ioana Janchek to me, could be considered fight of the year period. Oh yeah. But you know, who was your, in your thoughts, the biggest MMA star or just combat sports woman star this year? It's tough because you can go with so many, it's kind of like when I said, there's so many different reasons. And as much as I would like to say, you know, <laughs> you can always say Amanda Nunes, but I feel like any year, especially in the last three, you know, for combat sports stars, but this one, I'm going to have to go to the pro wrestling side. I'm going to make a case for the pro wrestling side on this, on All this right. one. And I'm going to have to go with Sasha Banks. 
Sasha Banks had a great year and all around and wrestling, but also mainstream love got her theme, their theme redone by her cousin Snoop Dogg, but also made was made a pretty drastic appearance in Star Wars Mandalorian this year. So I don't know, you know, if I can say who had a better year than Sasha when it comes from you know, profession is or in ring work to also doing some stuff outside the ring and making herself more marketable. In, okay, I mean, I'll actually buy that one. Just uh, you know, I mean, if you get Snoop Dogg right in your walkout song, then you you do have a lot going on for you there. But you said mine, and you got to jump to Amanda Nunes. She, I mean, she was a legend killer. Took out Chris Cyborg, you know, the champ champ. And to me, there is literally at the moment no one higher. In the world in combat sports, I mean, she's a Modelo ad, for God's sake. So, I mean, it's a big one. I think that uh, Amanda has done anything and everything this year to be quite possibly the greatest of all time. So, I am definitely voting Amanda Nunes in that one. So, you know, but Jason, I mean, you got to agree with that on the MMA side that I don't oh, think yeah. there was anyone higher. I don't know. There's no one higher. Do you think that her 2021 will... Keep seeing her being dominant. I know she has Megan Anderson here next. Well, that's that's a tough fight, but and Megan is a, a very true one forty five. You know, there's no way that Megan could make one thirty five. I mean, she's um, she's six foot tall. It'll be the the tallest, uh, longest that Amanda has ever faced. Um, Megan is in a great camp with James Krause, and they do a ton of work up there at Glory. So. It's going to be a tough fight for Amanda, and I don't think I want to call it until I see a little more of the training camp videos because I think it's going to be a tough one. Yeah, I think that that's going to be interesting. I think everybody's been anticipating that fight for quite some time, so definitely looking forward to that and seeing what Amanda does in 2021. I, I guess here's an award I want to give because I think something, you know, moments of the year, you know, um, kind of want to say heartstring moments or something that you just really saw. And that happened basically last night. Um, this week has been a tough one for the pro wrestling community with the loss of Brody Lee, also known as Luke Harper, also by his name is John Huber, um, passed away suddenly last week. So I think a lot of people, and Jeremy, this is, I think it was, I, as I get older, I think like, I don't know, the emotional things and things start getting to you a little bit more. I used to always make fun of like Ric Flair and guys like that, like that. They always cry every time they talk about something emotional. I'm becoming one. Of, I'm becoming one of those guys now, so I get it. Um, I think for me, what really hit home was you heard all these guys talk about, you know, not only his greatness in the ring, but also him being a great family man was kind of the center of the things. For me, someone who lost his dad growing up around the same age as his son, you know, also seeing what A did for his family on that tribute show last night. Um, giving them time to kind of, you know, take their minds off the tragedy they just had and kind of embrace and kind of, um, you know, with the wrestlers and interact. His son booked the show. They let his son book all the matches. I saw that, and I think that mm. is very cool. Um, yeah, I actually did get to watch a bit of the, the tribute, and it really was something that I was kind of impressed on how that um, it was it was you know, cool to see them, the, the moment of silence where everybody's up on the stage and the reflections and things. It, it was a very cool moment. Yeah, no, I just think that, you know, that was 
probably I, I, I said it last night on Twitter. Whenever you know, I'm biased reasons too. Because when when uh, Brody Lee Jr. as he calls himself in the Dark Order negative one hit MGF with that uh, kendo stick, <laughs> that has to be one of the moments of the year too. Because that was fantastic that the, you know been able to do that. Like I said, take your mind off of things. Take your mind off you know the tragedy that just happened and kind of walk through there. I've seen a bunch of these tribute shows more than I want to say. I was actually at the one in person when Owen Hart passed away. Cause they were in Kansas city the night pay-per-view and then came to St. Louis and did this Monday night raw and had a tribute show for Owen that next night. And yeah, it was, that's, yeah, it was rough. <laughs> I, you know? I, I bet. I mean, and you know, you're getting older, Jason. It, it happens to the best of us. You know, next thing you know, you're going to be crying and things. But, I mean, I give you credit. It, and, yes, it, it was. It was a very heartfelt one, and it was very cool to see. Yeah, because I was good. For, you know, I made it through the first couple moments in whenever uh, he hit MJF with the kendo stick. I think there was also an appearance by uh, Luke Harper. Or, no, not Luke Harper, but, but uh, Eric Rowan, who was Luke Harper's tag team partner in WWE. And he's not really on the AEW roster. And you had John Reynolds who was a member of uh, Brody Lee's group who had, uh, you know, he got the pinfall in that match and you just seen the emotion. I'm like, they got me. I was like that. I was like that. I think like, they had the full combination there where you just cannot escape the emotion at that, at that point in time. No, complete and total. Um, awesome. Great amount of respect there out of the pro wrestling world. Yeah. So like I said, there a lot of good moments, a lot of things. And you, you kind of got to 2020 was what it was. We all know that the year sucked, but there was some highlights in that year, and hopefully, some optimism going into twenty twenty one. Yeah, I am. I'm looking forward to, and I have, you know, some hope that twenty twenty one is going to be a uh, a better year for all of us. And maybe Jason, we'll maybe even get to go to live events again. That is my whole goal in this thing: we to go back to live events. Because if there is anything in twenty twenty that I miss more than anything, it is live fight action I, I that's something i said the other day like we were talking you know you talk about all these things like restaurants and things like that, that you miss you know i was to Aaron, my wife were there i said the thing that i miss the most right now that i didn't get to do all year is go to sporting events i said i've i've went that's been a part of my life and my calendar i mean you know from a different fan from a fan's perspective to a journalistic standpoint for forever so not being able to go see anything in person really kind of was one of those things like, man, I, I didn't realize how much I missed that. I, I, I'm a blue season, St. Louis blue season ticket. The last game I had a chance to go to before the pandemic, I said, oh, I went to 10 games this year. You know, that's I was the small point. I said, you know what? I'm not going to go. I'm going to let somebody else go. I've went to enough games. And I every day about how mad I am that I missed out on going to that game. Because I say, you know what? I'm going to let somebody else go. I've went to enough games, you know, do work or through my season tickets. And I miss live sports, a lot, especially live MMA, live pro wrestling. Um, I've been able to get more into pro wrestling during this time period. So he has a bunch of action figures and those are guys. I can't wait to take him to an event in 2021, hopefully. Yeah, I am. I, I would take a pro wrestling event in a heartbeat. You know, we need to go back up to Chicago go hang out with Brandon Tolley and uh, 
see some see some good impact or something. I mean, it, it needs to happen. You know, I'd love to call another fight for Shamrock FC whenever they start back up again, hopefully in 2021. So that is the uh, the, the definite. But uh, what is your biggest one of 2021, ladies and gentlemen? Let us know on Twitter at DGF Combat Sports. And also just to give a quick update, uh, Amanda Nunes is killing your girl Sasha Banks at the moment. And James Krause is absolutely with us. I expect James Cross to run away with it. I expect now here's the thing though. Yeah. You should know this better than anybody. <laughs> the pro wrestling crowd has not got a hold to pole probably yet. They're not out of bed yet or moved out of uh, mom's basement enough to come up and get oh, some pizza. Wow. They I gotta get one last shot in before the end of the year. Yeah, they they have not gotten they have not gotten around to a pole yet, so beware. Beware. Well, we're- we are going to see how it all plays out. Let us know your thoughts. And remember, follow us on all of the social media platforms. You can hit us up on Instagram, on Facebook. We've even got a few TikToks out there. So go check us out at DGF Combat Sports across the board. I forgot about that in 2020. You just reminded me about TikTok. I've forgotten about that part of my life. <laughs> you, I mean, let's face it. You went viral on TikTok. Okay. I mean, Jason, <laughs> that's that's big. That's mm. big to say in the TikTok world. You know, you went viral. So, I mean, you got something going for you. And I didn't even have to do a dance. not do anything. But just you just look. had to stand there and look like, what in the heck just happened? Yep. So, I guess, I guess I can point that as a victory in 2020. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, let us know, though, on Twitter, what is your biggest, you know, want out of 2021? Like I said, uh, it's going to be a heck of a year, Jason. I hope that uh, things start to open up quickly. I do, too. Hopefully, we'll see you guys out at events even later in 2021. But until next, until we do that, keep listening to us on Down Goes Fraser each and every week. We'll be back with another episode next week right here on iHeart, Spotify, iTunes. You can find us on all those platforms on Down Fraser.